0: Hi everyone, we're here with the second season of Floater Founder. I'm your host, Samantha Lloyd. Here's always with my co-host, Liza and Casey. Hello everyone. And today we are so lucky we get to interview my Aunt Paula. And she is the founder of Cashew Wins, which is an incredible cashew spread that I am obsessed with. So Paula, thank you so much for joining us virtually. Even though I haven't seen you in so long, I'm so happy to get to have you on our podcast.
1: I know, I'm happy to be here too. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Of course. So tell uh, everyone about Cashew Wins. What is it and how did you start it?
1: Well, uh, Cashew Wins is a line of organic cashew spreads. I would say is a dairy-free alternative to cream cheese. And uh, that's, um, you know, I use organic ingredients. It's being fermented using local organically grown uh, herbs uh, to taste it, like, because everything's Good when you put some herbs and spices in it, and um, and you always started really when my daughter was really small, and I started. She started to get really sick. Uh, she started to have like weird reaction, to, um, you know, to certain foods, and sure enough, uh, one of them was dairy, you know. And uh, when I just realized when you cut dairy from your life, all your source of cre uh, criminals. Uh, depths and it, it goes away and you know everything that is known as a comfort food it really go you know it went away and I had to reinvent myself in the kitchen and I had to learn how to do delicious and nutritious healthier ways um, to cook to feed her so many many so many many hours in the kitchen and some courses I have actually paved. Uh, what Cajun it is today, right? That's how I came up with the products to the point I was having meetings at my place and parties and the friends like, oh my gosh, there's nothing like it is in the market. Your stuff really tastes super different. Um, There's a lot of taste to it and I want to buy it. But of course I could not sell it. And uh, so that's pretty much how it started. Out of necessity, and then it became um, everyone around me. It became something that they wanted. You know, I had a market for it. And I just um, I just decided to go for it. That's why I'm here today.
0: Yeah, no, we we definitely, when we started uh, looking into eating healthier, cutting out, oh God, we're obsessed with dairy, but cutting out milk, we decided to replace like milk products with cashews where we could. And um, it's definitely made a huge difference on our health overall. I know uh, that, that like the reg- regulations and everything for selling food uh, in Ontario are, are really tough. Uh, can you talk a little bit about kind of like your process uh for building up your facility and and making sure everything was at a very high standard?
1: Sure. Um, Because I don't use dairy. When you use animal products or dairy, uh, the regulation is way tougher than the ones that I have to go through. Um, So, and if you cook too, if you need a stove, a source of heat, like all, it all depends where you are. And uh, the the food inspector. So I, because I was not dealing with dairy, the regulations around dairy are very tough. And I was not dealing with meat per se. So all I needed was a place that, um, of course, everything has to be stainless steel. Everything in my kitchen where I produce my stuff, it's like a food grade and... I need a food inspector. So pretty much I had I have food inspector come to my house once a year or sometimes by chance they can just knock your door to see if everything is clean. So I didn't have to go through of the, everything that people have to. For example, if you're doing a lot of dairy and meat um, and processing food to sell, I could not have this home. That would be very tough unless you're doing dinners at your place or or something like this, which in rural areas is still kind of allowed. But I built, instead of renting a kitchen, which would be very expensive, which it is very expensive, especially if you're in the city, I decided to build my own kitchen and my own basement. So as long as you follow uh the the food safety guidelines pretty much everything has should be you have to prove to the food inspector that everything can be a hundred percent esterilized and sanitized you're fine so everything in my kitchen is like it's um uh, stainless steel i do have dishwashers with a high temperature that would pretty much sanitize everything and that's that's pretty much it you know that for me, it's pretty much it. Not, um, uh, but it's different. Depending, it depends what you do. And if you use dairy, eggs, and meat products, yes, um, then it's a whole new game for you to play. Not, not my case. For me, it was a little bit easier. So I'm lucky enough that I could. Um, I had a food inspector, which he's really good in the area. He coached me all the way. And he said, yes, uh, you can have this space in your house. You can pretty much build whatever you need from here. And I went from there. And everything, when if people are thinking about working from home, selling food from home, um, and make their own kitchen, I would highly recommend to have a good relationship with the local food inspector. And, um, ask people to come to your house, even though i, did, I had nothing in the beginning it was just the space. I said like I wanna do everything up to the code uh so guide me, you know, and they will work for you sometimes people are very afraid of food inspectors, and they're seen as a bad guy, Oh, my gosh, they're come here, and then don't be you know don't be i I cannot think think enough of the guy. Um, that came here and coached me because I never had a food business before and it can be very overwhelming if you're trying to do everything on your own. So don't be scared to go out there, find out who is the food inspector in your area and say, hey, can you pay me a visit? And they, they will. And really, they will. That's my best advice. You know, build something, have a clear picture of what you want and build something according their advice.
0: I love that. That's really good advice because I think it is counterintuitive for people to work with the food inspector, but you 100% should if you have that opportunity. And can you also talk about, um, now that you're operating in Prince Edward County with your business, can you talk about working with the local shops out there and how you um, got casu wins into some of the local stores?
1: Sure. Um, I couldn't be happier. Although most of the places here, they're uh, uh, seasonal, I could not be happier because when you're starting a business and you're starting something in an industry that you do not have previous experience, it can be very tricky to know how stores work, what they expect from you and the margins. Uh, The margins is not one size fits all, Um, it depends a lot how they perceive your product, like uh, for example, high risk, low risk. Is it refrigerated? It's not refrigerated. What's the shelf life of your product? There are a lot of things that can come into play when it comes down like what they expect from you. And being such a small community, I had the opportunity actually to talk to all the business owners and and ask the hard questions. You know. Uh, why this sells well here and not sell well there. So why your store wants a little more for something that your neighbor wanted for a little less. So this kind of things that comes with experience, I had, I really had a pleasure to work with these people and ask the questions that I need to ask to make, um, assertive decisions, um, for, for my business, really. So I am very, I love being here. I was very lucky because this paved, um, this experience with local business and starting local and small, it really gave me the experience I needed to start wondering wonder whether or not, um, do I have a product that can be like no big chain? Do I need it to be in a big chain? Oh, how, you know, oh, this is how distributors work. Oh, okay. So there are a lot of questions, you know, and being in a small local community is the best way to get your answers. So I have had a lot of good experience around because people are, especially in the winter where business are you know, it slows down a lot they have the time just to sit for a coffee with you, you know, other food producers around, they have a the time to go for a coffee with you. And they're your neighbors. They would they would be open to sit with you and talk to you and, you know, and share the experiences. Some of them, they're doing this for 15, 20 years, as opposed to me that are, you know, I'm just in this business for almost uh, three years and a half. So it, it's a lot of experience that they can share with you for sure.
0: I love that. I think that speaks so highly of the area, too, that everyone is willing to support each other.
1: Yes, yes, uh, totally. And they do.
0: Can you talk a little bit about uh, how you go, how you work a, a trade show, how you how that whole process uh, is, and, and how it is that you go and then, then sell that to people when they can actually try the product?
1: So I've never been to trade shows. Uh, so I've been local shows uh, and events. It means... In the beginning, I was pretty much everywhere, all the way from, you know, Kingston to Toronto. And um, it's a good marketing because when you're there on a farmer's market or just a Christmas show, doesn't matter. You give people uh, the opportunity to experience experience and try different things. Um, I sell direct on these events and pretty much people find you you know in the beginning i wasn't sure where where should i look for this kind of things but people hear about you uh and they contact you and that's pretty much how i got into this event this event i would have an email say like hey um we have this going on in 3 weeks from now would you like to be a vendor and sure and um, and sometimes when people see a product like mine on the shelves, they may not understand what's for. Like cashew spread, it looks intriguing, but why should I use this for? You know, that's what I get the most. So when you're in e- on an event or a show and you're selling directly to a customer and they try it, they can understand. You know, it's an easy way, is an easy market marketing tool. Let's put this way. So, all these events are year-round. Uh, some uh, products uh, depend what you sell. You may have you may have a bigger sales on spring rather than in the end of the year. Or you know, it, it all depends what you have in your hands, what you're selling. My best events are the one for the second semester. People are still perceiving my products as is a, a gift, as a high end. It's a gift when they want to please someone and bring something to someone else's house that is like, um, that's pretty much when they come to me. So like, oh, I'm going to a party or I'm going to the, uh, this special person's house. So I want your product. And I do well, like when it's close to Christmas, you know, on the second semester. And yes, I really like events because it's a way to put your products right there in front of people's face and say like, uh, Would you like to try something different? Whatever your reasons, you know, because quite frankly, I have clients that from cutting dairy from their life to eating moderately to having an allergy and everything in between or people just, oh, I don't have problem with dairy at all, but I just love your stuff. So I have all sort of kind of clients, you know, a lot of people with different backgrounds, different reasons. They come to me because they like it you know, so that's a good, and those are people that actually, I, most, most of them I met on, on events, doing events.
0: Uh, since I know now during COVID, of course, like the farmer's markets and the events aren't happening. And a lot of the shops in Prince Edward County are closed or they're doing takeout only. How have you, um, kind of pivoted your business so that you can still provide the product to customers?
1: I have, uh, right now, just one shop, uh, that is having my stuff downtown Picton, everyone else, um, the stores are afraid to take risks on, on, on different, uh, on different products. So right now I have one store. Um, my, my products are not shippable, which is because it has to be refrigerated. So I'm facing a lot of challenges for sure. And, um, I'm trying different things. Delivering it's something that I've tried, but uh people don't wanna for you see, sometimes you do if if you have like a very few line of products and you wanna do delivery, sometimes you don't have enough for a basket or enough that would make sense for you to drive all the way to Toronto, for example, to, to deliver, you know. So what I'm trying to do and I'm trying to think is are there other products that I can come up with that I can create and create like a, a basket, you know that would please people, um, because ship because uh, shipping it's not an option for me. Um, I'm contacting some other small stores that are still like um, natural store, very niche boutique kind of store that are that are still operating to see if they would be willing uh, to to take it some and see how it goes. Um, I'm taking this time where everyone has slowed down to actually make cold calls. I'm cold calling stores. They're like, "Hey, hey, have you heard about me? And, you know, and because I think if what I'm trying to do now to keep, you know, my business afloat, if it does not work at this moment, you know, at least when this is over, I can have a very good um, opportunity uh, to be on those stores because I had, I I called them, I talked to them, I explained, I made them, you know, curious about it. So I'm having some stores that are saying like, you know what, we're not meeting with anyone, but when this is over, I want you to contact me back. I have at least six or seven stores that are that are they are pretty curious and they want they want to try it. So this time is a time that everyone would pick up the phone. So take advantage advantage of it if you're a small business and just cold call and sell yourself and um, and go for it. You know, I I sit back and I go, I already have the no. Nothing's going on. So what else can go wrong? Really, <laughs> right? Nothing. Um, and ju- just code call them and find ways and i'm also find ways and other opportunities um you know i'm considering youtube channels at this point i'm considering like how can i bring information um, to people what is my passion in life what would i i would like to share not that i'm super comfortable with camera no i'm not <laughs> but you know it's something that i'm willing to i'm willing to look into it you know, and just um, try whatever you can, try whatever you can. But cold calling is being, even like big stores, uh, medium stores in Toronto. You know, I, I, I you know, I, I talked to the manager. He actually answered the phone, <laughs> so it's like yay. You know, maybe six months from now, it's not. Sometimes we want, as a small business, we get desperate with the situation we are, and we want answers now. But right now is not gonna work for me, it may work for somebody else, is not gonna be working for me. But he says, in six months from now, who knows? I can only
0: try. Yeah, awesome. I love yeah. that. And for, for my final question, can you tell me something about yourself that's not on your LinkedIn or social media pages? Wow.
1: <laughs> I, I am a very curious person, very curious person um i have a wild uh, side of me um uh, which i would i like wild stuff i love a challenge you know although i don't put my face up there you're not gonna see my you know me with videos whatever you're not gonna find this on the internet at least not right now maybe when i get a youtube channel and i really like, like fermenting things you know i'm one of these crazy people If someone says like you know uh, let's put a backpack in our back and let's disappear for one year. As long as I believe I'm relatively safe, <laughs> I actually would. You know, why not? Um, life is short and I don't want to leave uh, only too obsessed about everything that can go wrong with my business or to pay the bills in the, in the end of the month. We all need money. Money is welcome anytime, but at certain times, you have to stop. In life, and say, like, no, what is really me? What is my purpose and what I'm doing? So, I try to keep that in mind that I don't want the world to take over my life and make me miserable. And I am quite open, I am a very open minded person, like, for lots, lots of things. Um, Very little attached to material things uh, and very, very eager for
0: adventure i'm sad that due to covid uh we haven't gotten to see you guys in so long Mm. um but just thank you so much for joining us on the podcast at least it's a it's a fun way to get to connect yes thanks for having me guys thank you for tuning in to floater founder every week we look forward to bringing you more content from more amazing people in our city until next time